Welcome back to Cycle Wisdom, where we empower women to restore natural cycles to improve health and promote fertility. I'm your host, Dr. Monica Minger, and I am so glad you're listening today. On today's episode, we are going to be discussing in more detail some of the different fertility awareness methods out there, the pros and cons of each method, and hopefully help you to understand why there is definitely a method out there that will work for you. Today's patient story is about Ruth, who came to see me because she was incredibly frustrated with charting her cycles, and she was unable to use her current method well. You see, Ruth worked as a nurse, and she frequently had different shifts that she worked, which threw off her sleep cycles. Sometimes she worked an overnight shift and slept during the day, and sometimes she worked during the day and slept in the evening. Now, before she and her husband were married, they learned a temperature-based charting method. And one of the things about temperature-based charting is that you need to take the readings at approximately the same time each day. Over the course of a week, though, Ruth was lucky to get her temperature taken within a three to four hour range because of her erratic sleep cycle. At the time, she didn't realize that there were other ways to track her cycles that didn't rely on taking her temperature. But lucky for her, we were able to discuss some different options for tracking her cycles and get her switched over to a method that worked better for her that didn't utilize temperature tracking at all. When she came back to see me for her next visit, she was confident in tracking her cycles and felt much more comfortable about continuing with charting, knowing that she didn't have to rely on just the temperature biomarker to know where she was at in her cycle. Now, Ruth's story is very common, and it's the reason why we still have multiple different fertility awareness methods available today. Not every system will be well-suited for every woman for a multitude of reasons. We're going to review a few of the different methods out there today just to give you a brief overview. I do want to clarify that there are other methods besides just what I'm going to go over today, but these are the most common ones that I see people utilizing. So let's start off with the calendar rhythm method, which was one of the first methods out there starting to be taught in the year 1932. This method strictly calculates your days of fertility based off the number of days in previous cycles. Now, if you are somebody who always has the same number of days every cycle, it actually can be a fairly effective method, although it's definitely not my favorite option. Unfortunately, it does lack versatility and day-to-day precision, especially for people who are either breastfeeding or have irregular cycles. If you're someone who has anovulation, PCOS, or people who are more sensitive to stress or lack of sleep, all of those things can throw off the number of days that you have within your cycle. As such, calendar rhythm method is not necessarily very effective for those types of situations. The big reason that I wanted to even talk about this particular method is that it is the basis for a lot of the health apps that are out there now. It estimates the days that you're ovulating this month, and that's what it puts on the calendar. It does not say with 100% certainty that this is when you are ovulating. So I really just want to call that out because I know a lot of people are charting with that type of a method that just has you enter in the days that you have your period, the number of days you bleed, and that's about it. Those types of charting apps are considered strictly a calendar-based type of fertility awareness. Now, again, it's not wrong, but I just want people to understand that it does lack versatility and to understand why I generally do not recommend this method for charting. 
The next method that I want to talk about is basal body temperature, which was introduced in 1935. Now, there are a lot of different methods that utilize basal body temperature and some that use it in conjunction with other signs that you may be observing. Basal body temperature relies on taking your temperature at approximately the same time every day. Most methods will recommend taking it first thing in the morning when you wake up. The basis of the temperature shift is from progesterone being released from the corpus luteum or the developing egg with ovulation. Now, there are a lot of things that can affect those daily temperatures. So, for example, if you were sick, if you had alcohol the night before, if you didn't sleep well or had a kid that was up in the middle of the night, if you're under increased stress, or even people who are shift workers can all have significant fluctuations in their temperature readings that may make it challenging to track a good baseline temperature. Although checking daily temperatures can be a good thing to use in conjunction with other methods, I generally don't recommend using just basal body temperature alone because there is such variability depending upon all the factors that can play a role. The next method I want to discuss is symptothermal method, which was developed in the 1950s and is an integration of multiple different symptoms. So they utilize basal body temperature, but they also encourage you to observe cervical mucus, breast tenderness, swelling of the vulva, ovulatory bleeding, or cervical changes. Now, there is some variability in those symptoms. For example, not all women will notice breast tenderness or ovulatory bleeding. And there's also the concern as far as the daily temperature readings. But again, this method does help to pull all of those different signs together to be able to see and understand more about your cycle on a day-to-day basis. Next up are a couple of different methods that we call mucus-only methods. In 1972, the Billings ovulation method was created and Creighton model was created in 1980. Those methods both utilize external examinations of cervical mucus or cervical fluid, so they are able to be objectively identified and clearly defined. Both of these methods have education processes that clearly define what that mucus looks like as far as color, consistency, stretch, and sensation. So that way, when the woman is at home observing things and when she is coming and reporting back to her educator or to her physician about what's going on, they're speaking the same language. The other nice thing, particularly with Creighton model, is that it was created in conjunction with NAPRO or natural procreative technology, which is a specific system that medical consultants can utilize to help understand any irregularities to the cycle. For this reason, I actually recommend Creighton model as a charting method for many of my clients because of the existence of NAPRO technology and my background in training as a medical consultant. It's why I'm able to utilize this method to help understand their cycles. One of the other really great things about these mucus-only methods is that you can adapt them to any and all cycles. These methods are really optimal for people who have irregular cycles that may be just starting to have periods or are perimenopausal or postpartum, as well as people dealing with infertility, as it gives a better picture day-to-day of what is going on and how we can work together to correct the underlying issues. The Marchette method was established in the 1990s, and it does utilize those mucus observations, and it adds on another step of utilizing a urinary ovulation kit. 
Some people prefer to have that definitive answer of knowing the hormonal shift has occurred, and they will have a positive test when the LH surge has happened, indicating ovulation has occurred. There is a little bit higher cost for this method in the long run because you are actually purchasing that fertility monitor and the strips to utilize on a regular basis. So your out-of-pocket cost is more for that. But this is also a good method for people who are wanting to have an extra sense of certainty with seeing that LH surge in addition to their mucus observations. The last method I want to talk about today is FEM, which stands for Fertility Education and Medical Management. It was founded in 2012 and also utilizes different signs and symptoms, fairly similar to symptothermal method. There is also a medical side to FEM, which has great resources for medical professionals to help uncover more about your cycles and work towards solutions for irregularities as well. FEM also has a really great app that is available for charting. And one of the other nice things with this method is that there is a teen FEM version that's available. So for people who are younger and want to start charting their cycles for understanding their body and overall health, FEM is another great model for that. So obviously, there's a lot of different methods that are out there, and this wasn't even all of them that we talked about today. When it comes to fertility awareness, the thing I would encourage you the most is to explore these methods further. Choose the one that resonates best with your needs and preferences, and to remember that each method has its pros and cons. If you are going to be coming in and working with me or another healthcare professional, I encourage you to reach out and give us a brief overview of what's going on with your cycles to ask what makes the most sense for which particular method you should be utilizing. You know, there are lots of benefits to charting your cycles, and I think the biggest one is that standardization to be able to speak the same language as your healthcare provider. Go to our website, radiantclinic.com, to send us a message and get connected. You can also schedule an in-person appointment to see me in the Cedar Rapids area or arrange for a telehealth visit if you live in the state of Iowa. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Please remember to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And as always, share this podcast with someone in your life who needs to hear it. I sincerely appreciate your trust and support, and I look forward to sharing more with you on our next episode of Cycle Wisdom.